gentlemen, and welcome to the Eagle Eye Podcast, episode twenty-eight. And we're we're home. We're at a new our new home, actually. To to be quite uh, quite candid, we're on a new channel, and uh, hopefully there uh, there'll be many many of you coming over from the previous channel to come and support the new Eagle Eye Podcast YouTube channel. We have a lot to talk about, ladies and gentlemen. At the beginning of the Apertura is upon us. That means our Aguilas del America will be starting to play regular football. And oh, I know we miss it. We miss it so much. But and we're finally going to have our Aguilas come back into our lives. We're going to be talking from everything from injuries to transfers to potential transfer rumors to squad depth and everything above that. But before I get any further, let me introduce my co-host, Mr. Dylan Jimenez. Dylan, how are we today? We're good, man. We're good after my filled power here, you know, kind of scary, you know, leading up to the podcast. But, you know, it's back on and, you know, obviously we're, we're going. Dylan was cracking up right before the beginning of this podcast because he thought that he had a couple of, you know, a little bit longer to say a joke. In which, granted, he did, but he he barely missed that mark just by a couple of seconds. <laughs> I'm, t- I'm telling you, if any if anybody's seen all about the Benjamins, whenever uh, I forgot his name, uh, but it's, it's Mike Epps though. When he he's in there in the store and he's like buying the lottery numbers and everything. I just think that scene is hilarious and my favorite scene in the movie. He's been he's been telling me that right before we go on, and I'm just like, no, this is this is gonna spill out. People are not gonna people are gonna think this is the potato chip podcast. <laughs> not what I want them to think. You're gonna have to tell me all the time because I like potato chips. <laughs> and, indeed, we can we can reverse that and 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 have it say America or something like that. But either way, that's neither here nor there. Right now, what we have is a lot a lot to talk about. Dylan, there's no place like home, and it finally feels like home. You with your America jersey, me with my America jersey. We're finally back from the mess that was the World Cup. Obviously, the World Cup's still going on right now, but we have more pressing matters at hand. It's Club America. Las Aguilas del America will return to our homes, to our screens, come Sunday in, on uh, July 22nd. Am I correct? Yes, the 22nd, yes. The 22nd, we face up against Necaxa. We will have a full preview match podcast for that game as well today we're going to break everything down on a more broader perspective we're going to be talking about the whole apertura we're talking about the whole uh season and what we expect of america to do uh within these next couple of months who we think is going to be important for our side moving forward and we're going to talk about these injuries because ladies and gentlemen we're starting to look like a hospital yet again dylan so much to talk about so much to do so little time at hand are you ready to jump into what should be a really really fun time Yes, yes, let's get down to this. All righty. Well, first on the agenda is to talk about I'm trying to remove my notes right here. Well, let's just let's just dive in here and let's talk Apertura 2018. How's the team looking like coming into the start of this new season? Obviously, we've had a couple preseason friendly games in which let's say even though the results gone our way, maybe the matchup is not exactly perfect. Of course, a couple of injuries, a couple of players that are going to be missing the beginning and one of them of course being Jeremy Menes who's going to miss the whole entire Apertura. So, how is the team looking like coming into this uh, Apertura 2018. How, how are you looking at this America side with the injuries? With uh, we'll, we'll go into detail about maybe the lack of uh, full 90 minutes uh, performances and just everything really that's surrounding the club right now. 
I mean, you see it. You see it, though, and, you know, you, you do get a little nervous. I, I do get a little nervous sometimes looking at this losing Mendez because Mendez was doing some great things in the preseason, too, and especially Cecilio Dominguez, too, losing them. But, you know, um, I like to see this, too. I like to see this team and what they can do through adversity and what Bioho brings out brings out of them in this adversity part, of, part too, especially to, um, before the beginning of the season, too, as well. You bring up Bioho, and he's going to be an important uh, important person in in this season obviously his uh, second full season at charge with club america um what is it that we're expecting from piojo well i mean a lot of things really you know obviously you know missing out you know twice you know on on titles or three times you could say on titles you know obviously uh crash on the clausura i'm not yeah, in the clausura and the apuntura too as well and the and the conca champions too as well i mean really you know you expected to see see uh, um, some titles with this team too as well which you did it and you know um back to back like three three times in a row you know semifinal exits in all tournaments and so you know you're going to want to see Piojo actually take this team uh to to beyond that you know you're going to want to see this team make the final you're going to want to go out and see uh, a championship too and I think that's what everybody expects Yep, I think uh, I I think the the goal here is for America to not just only perform on the pitch and 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 to display beautiful football, but to be the dominant team that we know that we can be. And then of course the ultimate objective is Piojo needs to bring home a title, at least a title. One title will will justify enough for him to continue as the head coach. Otherwise, I think we could definitely be seeing the end of Piojo Herrera at uh, Club America. Yeah, I mean it's it's really really good to be up in the air. It's really good really good to be on thin ice, and I think he really is on thin ice right now too. Especially after that, I mean, granted, you know, um, you do see that you know we lacked in some areas too, and I feel like right now with the with the signings that we have, and going forward too as well into the season, I feel like we can make more a justifiable, um, a, 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 a just not not adjustment um observation and more of a judgment. Um, and this coming season too, as well with those season with this season coming up, especially in the left back position and uh, having a new number nine too up top as well. So you, let's talk about those, and let's talk about what that means for the team because we didn't go out and do a Cruz Azul, which Cruz Azul looks like they bought about four hundred sixty-two players, um, and we just ultimately ended up buying three. Um, and I said it before previously. I, I said it. This is before the injuries and everything happened. I said, I look at the team we had previously. I liked it. I look at the at the signings we made. Not the biggest names and definitely not the biggest players you could possibly have gotten. But they are good players and that, that looks like they secure positions that we needed uh, depth in. Example, left back position. And I think many people will say, well, that's all we have is one left back, Luis Reyes. I beg to differ. I think... We can always see Carlos Vargas playing that position, which I think me and you both will not want to see that happen this season. And I think the uh, the the incorporation of this new young player, uh, Jorge Sanchez, I think him coming into the side, uh, his natural position is a right back, but but he did play left back uh, against Pachuca in a preseason friendly, and he looked absolutely amazing, gave a wonderful, wonderful assist to Cecilio Dominguez. And um, really, I, I, I hope he gets some minutes there as well, because let's be honest, Paul Aguilar, if he stays healthy, you, you, you see him as a starting, as a starting right back, no questions asked. Right, right, most definitely too. And, you know, it's good, it's good to play, play that versatility too as well, being versatile. It is. It is. So I, I think we have 
two very good left backs. One obviously being more of a natural left back in Luis Reyes, and then uh, George Sanchez, who can fill both spots, either left back or right back, which is going to be great to have. Um, and then I think if you look up top, where we said was kind of the one area we needed to strengthen the most after the left back position, because we needed a potent goal st- scorer. We needed someone that has that kind of, you know presence in the box and, and and can get you goals when needed and when he has them in front of him. Um, and I think the addition of Roger Martinez, a player who both of us candidate, both of us did not know any of anything about this player, uh, only just that he scored one time in Europe against Real Madrid, playing for Villarreal. He had played at Racing. Uh, he looked like he was, you know, kind of just migrating, floating from team to team. But uh, hopefully he's found his, uh, found his home here in America. And, uh, you know, he... He debuted not that long ago uh, against um, wow, why am I forget against Morelia, scoring two goals, two vital goals that would give America the uh, the 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 victory in that preseason friendly game. So he looks good. He looks like he's getting uh, into the rhythm, but of course that's preseason, and uh, when you play down in Mexico, that's a whole different uh, scenario. Which let's hope he can adapt to quickly, and he can be kind of that you know number number nine presence that we need. Yeah, definitely. No, no disrespect to Roger Martinez, but I mean, you look you look at the club and the names that are linked to the club too. You know, it's really disappointing to see not none of those names signed to the club too as well, such as Dejong, uh, Boss, Vaca, and you know a couple of others you, we can name off the back. But you know, uh, seeing Roger Martinez do some good things in preseason too is also a good sign too as well. It's just disappointing as well not to see some of those big names that were linked to America and not get signed either. No, I feel you. I feel you. I understand. And I'm going to put my neck on the line here. And I, I don't know what it is about him. But when I see him play, when I when I see kind of what he brings to the table, I want to say, and a lot of people might think I'm crazy for saying this, but I'm putting it out there. I think he can be and grow to be as big of a player and as an important of a player as Salvador Cabañas was for America. So putting your neck right there on the on the guillotine right there. It I'll is. <laughs> it is because that's a lot of that's that's a lot of responsibility. That's huge. That's that's going up against a goal scorer that proved uh, time and time again that he had a lot in him. Uh, but I just I, I see the way Roger moves. I see the way that he's kind of hungry. He he kind of has this kind of rhythm to his game that he he wants to look for goal. He wants to find it. Uh, he's always asking for the ball. He doesn't seem to be too shy off of it. And I think he he can definitely be that number nine that we definitely needed. Um, and as long as he does more than whatever Silvio Romero has done for us when he was here, I think I think fans will be more than happy. I mean, do you see do you see him being this way though? I mean, because like I feel like we're in the same shoes shoes that we were in the Clausura whenever we're talking about Henny Martin too as well. Now, yes, you make a great point because at this stage we're we are maybe getting a little bit carried away because we're America fans, because we're fans of the sport, and because soccer fans in general just love just love to capitalize on these moments, but. Um, yeah, we were kind of in that situation where, yes, maybe we're getting a little bit carried away. Two goals in, in, in his debut. Yes, that's amazing. Could have had a hat trick, of course. But um, I think ultimately, I think certain players give you a certain vibe. And, and I think the thing with Henry, I think me and you both discussed about it. It was the fact that he didn't get continuously regular game time uh, at the number nine spot for America whenever he was kind of starting to grab form. You know, Jeremy Menes comes in, he has to, you know, start riding the bench, and he's not really like the same player after that. Of course, I mean, you're scoring goals for fun, and then your manager benches you. That kind of puts a toll on a player. So I think 
you know, Henry could have possibly possibly been that player that me and you kind of just you know talked up uh, and, and said all these great things about him um, if it wasn't for Pio Correa's decision to put him on the bench. And for Roger Martinez, as long as he keeps doing what he's doing, I don't see why he would even have to ride the bench. And I, I, he could potentially be the player that I think he can be. So so basically we're saying, you know, if we're looking for a number nine option off the bench, because I think me and you can both agree that, you know, it's, it's looking likely that Oribe Parata is going to be starting the first game of the season with the captain's armband. So you think if we were to sub off Oribe, you know, we would choose Roger over Henry? Yeah. Yeah. I, I At this point, probably. I, I I mean, to be honest, I haven't seen much from Henry Martin in this preseason either. Unless in these next two games he goes and scores three goals in each in each matchup, then I, I don't see exactly why it is that uh, that, that Henry uh, starts over Roger, you know? And, and it, it, I mean, I could potentially be wrong because, you know, Pio Herrera could be like he's not ready to play in, in, in the altitude just yet. So it, it's, it's going to be a tricky situation, but hopefully by the time, it, you know, Sunday arrives, uh, we'll, we'll we'll have a better understanding of what the starting eleven is going to be. Yeah, I I think it would be a good battle too, right there for that number two spot, pretty much too as well. Of who Pio is going to trust coming off the bench, you know, I think it's good competition for for Henry and even Oliva Parata too as well. I know this is not the podcast where we're going to be talking and diving deep into the um, in, into the into the Nakaxa game, uh, but if I'm just kind of going to throw my two cents in here, I'm 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 saying four four two for that game. Yeah, yeah, I think it's so too, because you can't really go four two three one anymore because your cam, which was uh, Jeremy Menace, is out, and I, I I really really don't see Diego Linus starting, um, and we'll talk a little bit about why he could potentially be missing that game as well. Yeah, yeah, I agree. So, um, I, I give me give me what you're feeling about the squad in general. I, I, you look at the players we have. You look at the depth we've had. We, we you look at the the, the positions that we kind of lacked reinforcements in, and now we've got that. Do you finally think we have a well-rounded squad, or do you think we still lack a little bit of depth in in certain departments? Well, before the injuries, you know, I feel like we had a well-rounded squad, and then you look at the injuries and you see that you know we're we're, it's, we're potentially lacking something really. I mean, like like we said, you know, Menez obviously doing good things in the preseason. We're liking what he did. Cecilio, too, as well. And so, you know, you, you think to yourself, we're going to have to go out and get another player. Or, you know, uh, I mean, you talked about it, too. Uh, Santiago Baños, you know, was saying that, you know, it's a possibility that another player come in. But they're also not going to overlook uh, the, the, the players in the academy either. That's right. Play the babies. That's what we've we we've, we've always wanted. That there's a couple of us out there. I'm not gonna put names out there, but you know, you guys know who who you are that don't want to see the youth come and prosper in in that sense, you know. But I think these are the perfect moments to kind of give these youngsters the opportunity. Um, and I say this because I feel like even with these two injuries, which are very very crucial, very very vital injuries uh, to America. I think even with these injuries, I still feel we have a well-balanced squad with enough talent, with enough depth to get us through the season. Yeah, I, I think so. And, you know, the only thing that sucks, though, is you see the players that we loaned out, too. And, you know, given the situation that it is now, you know, these players could have easily came in and have given the opportunity to get, get some minutes, too, with the first team as well. I don't know. I, I think I disagree with you on that one because they've had their shots. They've had their opportunities. They didn't really capitalize them as big uh, and, and as great as possible. So I think, look, 
it's wonderful for them to go get the this opportunity, go to another team and get regular minutes. Now let's give it to a to to other canteranos and see what they're capable of doing and see whether or not they can stand out and be better than the ones we loaned out. You know? Um ultimately, would I like another player to come in? Maybe. But that leaves the question, is he just going to be a temporary fix or are we bringing in someone who we know is definitely going to stick around and be a kind of referente in the squad for the long run? Because let's be honest, if you're just going to bring in just a whatever name from South America, stick them into the side, now you're carrying an extra foreigner slot only just to realize, wow, I'm getting Cecilia Dominguez back. Wow, I'm getting Jeremy Menes back. What am I going to do with this ex-player that maybe in six months has still yet to adapt to the team? You know, that's that's my main concern, that we buy just to buy. And that we've always said that in on, on this podcast. We don't want the team to go buy just to buy. This is just a waste of money and definitely, a, a, you know, a waste of a slot that a youngster could definitely come in and do do a good job about it. I think the players that we have now, they've adapted to to the altitude. They adapted to the style of Pio Jorera, and they and they look like a very good unit. That's important. Now, if we bring someone in and kind of, you know, maybe throw off the balance of said unit, then that's when things are, you know, things can get, you know, pretty bad in the, in, in the sense of, you know, playing style, rhythm, all that stuff. Ultimately, I don't even know what player we would even go for because I think we have such a good squad, such versatile players that I'm keep, that I know are capable of coming in and kind of running the show when needed. So I think for the most part, I think the club is doing the right thing at the moment, holding off. Look, if there is a player that we know we want to get, we know we want him to be here for a long time, then let's get him. Because then what about Jeremy Menes? Is he no longer going to be important or we just kind of discredit him? What happens when he's ready to come back? Is he just going to be riding the bench? Is he going to come back into the starting spot? What's going to be about the new player? So many questions to be asked just if you throw in an extra variable in, in, in the equation. When I think you can just say, look, we'll give the youth uh, a, a proper opportunity to go and showcase it and hope for the best in that sense. But we still have a very, very strong squad, not just to get us through the season. I think it's important not just to get us through the season, but to compete for the title. Yeah, competing, competing is what we all are all about. But you know, I, I think, you know, the likes of maybe uh, Marin and Cordova, 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 blah kind of a little tongue twister for me there you know i feel like th- i feel like those guys you know could could have had a shot too at this season given the opportunity that they have with these injuries coming on too you know and so it's, it, we'll, be, we'll be ready to see you know as it goes along too as well i know we've seen a couple youngsters already come into this preseason and, and, and do some good stuff too as well we're seeing a lot of good things for them too as well and, you know i i get i get the idea of you know like if we bring in said player, you know, then what's going to happen to him after, you know, we get back to Dominguez, what happens when we get back to Jeremy Menes, you know, because, uh, you know, uh, I read reports, you know, after Cecilio's operation, it looks like, you know, maybe he can be back sooner rather than later, which is always a good thing too, as well. It's just, it's just, you know, like you said, you know, the club is doing this great thing. You know, I, I just, I just see it too. Like a couple of players that went out alone could have really stayed at America and, and, and benefited too here as well. I mean, I could see Cordova maybe. Yeah maybe being proven to be a little bit more versatile, more vital. I just haven't, look, Marin's been at the club and gotten his chance for the past couple of years. Hasn't really exploded. Hasn't really done much to kind of be like, yes, look, look at me. You know, when you look at youngsters, especially in this, in that striker position, you have a lot of, um, 
you have a lot of expectations because look at the player who came before you. Who's the last big Mexican player to do it coming off the youth academy and make it into the first team? Jimenez. Jimenez, you know. Raul Jimenez was the last player. So you need to emulate something close to that, which is not easy, not easy by any means necessary. So we as a fan base, we kind of say hold them up to that standard. If they can't get to that standard, then that means that they're not ready yet or that that maybe they're not the player for us because we need them to do certain things. We need them to be kind of that, you know, uh, presence in 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 the in, in well I can't even I don't even know what I'm um, I'm trying to say the word that's coming out I, I think it's just because I'm trying to say it in Spanish but translate it to English but point is the kids that do come in and, and get the opportunities if they don't showcase that and if they don't really showcase to the fans or to the to to, to the manager most importantly that they can hold their own in that position the way Raul Jimenez did then you start to question is this player really the player that America needs up top? And I think Marin hasn't been that player. I think I think you're talking about Wedo Diaz too a little bit there too. Both of them, both of them. <laughs> uh, and you know what the worst part is? Is these are two very, very, very good players. I mean, very good players that have broken it in the under uh, in in the other under twenty one academies, and in in and in that league. They, I mean, proven goal scorers there, but it's just. It feels like when when they get this opportunity, it's just like it's it's just day and night sometimes with them, you know. Mm-hmm. So that's that's just my take on it. I know what I know where you're going for, and 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 I wish that these uh, that these kids would do more to kind of fill that gap and fill that eye. But I mean, now you have players like you know Diego Linus who were really stepping it up too. So now you need to see that they have to go and kind of emulate that as well. Yeah, exactly. So I mean, but you're right. We we do have a lot of talent that uh, that's showcased themselves in uh, in in this preseason. I think uh, a great player is uh, Ivan Aguilar. I think he mm-hmm. was a great player against Pachuca in, in the midfield. Again, really really looked like a very solid midfielder. Hopefully, he gets some minutes. Um, I could see him. Uh, Fer Gonzalez, another yes. great striker who, that, who looks that's amazing. That's- that's what I was thinking about. I couldn't remember his name exactly, but that, that's what I was thinking about too as well. Yeah, uh, like this. Is a, another great striking option. And you know what? We were we were what we were definitely complaining about this position in in the Clausura last last season. Uh, we only had what uh, Uribe and Henry Martin. That was only the real two plus maybe Guero Diaz. Uh, now it looks like we have four strikers. You know, we have Roger Martinez, Oriol Peralta, Henry Martin, and Fer Gonzalez. Who, who? I mean, he looks like a great, great player. Just, just I mean, like we said though, it's it's preseason. You know, it's, it's just it's different when it comes down to being in Mexico too, and what he can showcase if if he does get that opportunity with the first team as well. That's true, because it's one thing to play in uh, in in McAllen, Texas, and it's and, and no disrespect at all by none by no by no means necessary, but it's a, one thing to play there, and then it's another thing to go play in the in in that giant stadium that is the Estadio Azteca. Exactly, exactly. So and and we always say this, we always say this whenever a game starts or whenever we're covering a game in in preseason, we always say let's not try to read too much into it. But I think at the same time we read too much into things sometimes <laughs> because I mean I find we me and you sometimes we just go on and on and talk about things and then I have to step back and say no wait this is only preseason we can't read too much into it we can read into tactics and into what the teams 
formation is gonna maybe look like, what Piojo wants to do, what what he what kind of style he wants to play. We can't really read too much into a player because, of course, it's only preseason. You you have to take in effect that maybe the other team is not as informed as you know maybe us. So that means that maybe it was a much lighter game than it would be in 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 the regular season. So. Yeah, we can't really take too much into consideration when it comes into friendlies, but uh, we can take away some certain key points. Um, and I think the fact that some of these players look like they've gotten confident, that they've gotten ready, that they look more healthy, they, they look more athletic. Uh, I'll give you a perfect example. I think Ibargüen, I think, is just looking amazing. I, I think just give him a little bit more time, and I think he could be a great, great player for us. Yeah, yeah. Good thing about these friendlies too is you know if you want to try something new, you know you try. If it works, it works. If it doesn't, you know you throw it away. You know, you know that's that's the beauty of this too. And you've seen what things work, how things work, and how things don't work either. Yeah, this is the perfect time time for for people to try the pterodactyl formation. Whether whether he'll do it next game or not, that's that's up to him. Or you know the stegosaurus one, whichever. I don't I don't care, but just try it out. You know, try something new. Oh man, you've been watching too much Jurassic Park again. Maybe, maybe. actually, you know, there's a funny story that that goes into that. that I, I guess I got time to share. So, basically, in high school, when we were playing for school, uh, we had a coach, and uh, we would joke around in practice, like, "Oh, pterodactyl formation, this, this, and that." And uh, I forget what school we were playing up against. We were the home team. We were crushing them like four or five zero, and uh, and the coach just yells out of nowhere. He's like pterodactyl formation and i kid you not the defender the defender looks over at his bench and for some reason with this scared look in his eyes yells at the coach we need five more defenders we need five more defenders <laughs> i was <God>. like <laughs> i was like how do you know what pterodactyl formation was but um yeah we, we should try it out one time I, I i think america should just go one time against manchester united it's a perfect opportunity to try that out I wait to see that. I can't wait to see that. <laughs> pterodactyl formation. Go pterodactyl formation. Hashtag that, people. Hashtag it. But um, let's. Uh, now that we're talking about uh, preseason friendlies, I, I think one thing that we do take away from preseason friendly is uh, the form that some of the, that the team is in is as a whole, uh, because you know sometimes players are 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 at different levels, but I think as a team as a whole. Uh, I think America's been doing good. I, I, I feel confident. I feel safe in saying that because you look at the, the trajectory we've had, four se- four games in a season, uh, four victories. Obviously not the prettiest of football we've ever seen and definitely not the football we want to see come Sunday against uh, Necaxa and Aguascalientes. But I think in general, I think these victories add to a little add, add to the motivation of the players. It, 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 it makes them, you know, maybe a, a little bit more uplifting and says, okay, you know, we've, we're getting the results in preseason. Now the most important thing, of course, is actually making sure that those those results continue in the regular season. Right, right. Yeah, that's, that's the most important thing, too. You know, the only, the only thing you know that that's uh, one thing I kind of touched upon, you know, I, I know it's preseason. I know we kind of touched upon that. The way, you know, the last game, you know, you see the starting 11 and you see the way that the team is playing in the first half, of the first half of the game. You know, and that's really not how you want the team to see the play whenever it's our strongest lineup that we can put out there. So, but, but, but still, man, I mean, uh, like you said, just, just, just uh, you and those little things, you know, getting that victory to build the confidence. You know, that's all that matters in the end. Yeah, it was a little worrisome to see the team kind of play so poorly. Uh, I, I think I mentioned it in my article. It would 
there was no real structure at the beginning. It looked like players were kind of not even in game mode. Uh, they were kind of switched off. The defense, really, I mean, two players that were very solid for us, Bruno Valdez and Emmanuel Aguilera, two just absolutely having nightmares of a game back there. Um, it, they, they looked like they were playing with each other for the first time. A lot of miscommunication, a, a lot of uh, positioning errors. I think there's a lot of things that needed to be you know, fixed, and hopefully things do get fixed. Of course, uh, their next friendly to kind of end the Tour Aguila is going to be against Atlas and Fresno, in which we'll talk about that game because that game is a little bit important for uh, the podcast, and uh, we'll uh, we'll discuss those details come come later in the pod. But um, really, let's let let's hope that things do change for that game. And of course, I think me and you uh, have 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 talked about it. I think the game that's really going to decide whether or not we're really fully ready and capable of contending for the title is going to be that preseason friendly against Manchester United. Yeah, yeah, I really think so. That that's going to be a pivotal point too, as well, because I feel like that's when Pio is going to put the, the strongest and the best eleven he can put out and actually take that game, you know, to the extent like if it was a regular season game too, and and, and having his players play the best he can and making those tactical changes if needed. And I hope, uh, and I hope for for the sake of the team that you know we continue the good form and and, and the good uh, the good results, I, you know. A lot of people say, well, you know, sometimes the teams that win all their preseason friendlies don't do that well in the regular season, but um, that's other teams. We're America. We're expected to win 100% of the time, and we have no excuse whatsoever why we can't do that. Exactly. Exactly. So with that said, um, I think uh, I, we talked about the preseasons and we talked about what we expected. Now let's let, let's jump into what is the Apertura. Uh, well, we obviously know that we have two players go, uh, missing for for the uh, opening matches. One is going to be missing the whole apertura in Jeremy Menez, Cecilio Dominguez. Uh, do we know? Do we know the status, the the extent of his injury, how long he's going to be out? Uh, last I heard, two to five weeks. But you know, the the surgery went well. Um, he, I think he's a little ahead of schedule, maybe, so we could see see him sooner rather than later. So three weeks tops if, is what you're trying to say. That's what I'm basically trying to say. Okay, Dylan has said that Cecilia Dominguez is going to be back in three weeks. If he isn't, make sure you guys do, uh, you know, bash his Twitter account. Let him know why he's spreading these fake news to you during the, the podcast. Um, but hopefully you're right. <laughs> hopefully. Uh, well, I, I did say two to five, so it could fall in between there. We'll see. We'll see. Um, but hopefully, because uh, he's he he's he was looking amazing in preseason. I mean, amazing. The guy had what? I think he's a total of four goals, and and it's just like what, it, it it just sucks, you know. It's like what happened? Why, why are we the ones suffering the consequences? What have we done? Exactly, the FIFA gods hate us right now, I guess. And I, blame, I, I blame it on Cruz Azul moving to the Azteca, and yeah, then them, yeah. them trying to <laughs> them trying to say it's their home when it's clearly not. So it's I blame not. it on Cruz Azul. You know why? Because look who's look whose emblem is on the seats. And that exactly. will tell you whose home that is. Exactly. And and then, and then is it this season too that we're apparently the away team, even though we're still in the Azteca? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, it's October twenty seventh. Yeah, yeah. So uh, apparently, apparently, we're going to be the away team that game. I don't, I don't understand how still, but we won't. We'll, we'll, we'll make it loud enough to, to be like, this is our home. Yeah, exactly. But I mean, ultimately, the injuries are just ridiculous if you look at the way that menace injury is on his own ridiculous on his own wrong footing slips trying to charge for a ball lands on his bad knee 
Like, what are the odds? Slim what are the down. odds? Game with about six to seven minutes left to go before it ends, and Jeremy Menes just happens to slip and lands on that bad knee. And you're like, okay. And then oh, the next game, Cecilio Dominguez goes in for a ball. The Morelia player comes in crashing to him, hits him to the point where he's busted his jaw. The Morelia player is able to continue like if nothing happened. Literally like if nothing happened. And Cecilio Dominguez needs to be stretched off. Like, what? What? That's that's worse than FIFA luck. Playing American football here is what it looked like when I first saw that. <laughs> exactly. It was like, what's going on? That's in, it's, it's ridiculous. The fact that we have all this kind of uh, bad luck in the sense because this is something that's not even new to us. What happened last season? How many injuries did we get? How many players were out for an extended period of time because of injuries? It's ridiculous. We we can't be like this. We can't be a hospital in in a sense, you know? Um, we, we're just going to have to ride it out and we'll hopefully, you know, keep everyone healthy. I mean, Diego Linus is even injured, you know? I, I think he's almost to full recovery, but the reason why we haven't seen him feature in these preseason games was because that he was carrying a knock from the, from the Toulon tournament. Yeah, and and muscle fatigue too as well. And which muscle really sucks. Jesus, and 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 with all of that, the under twenty one still calls him up to go play in the Central America games. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I forgot about that. I forgot. God, Lee man, I'm just there's so, no no rest for him. No rest for him. It feels like man. No rest for him. So coming up to the season for the first opening, I want to say what three four games, we most likely won't be counting on Cecil Dominguez, Carlos Vargas, Diego Lainez. Mm-hmm. And the reason why I put up Diego Lainez and Carlos Vargas there is not because of injury, but because they will be going down with the under-21 national team playing those Central Americano games. Um, the only player that could potentially get permission to stay is Diego Lainez. Uh, they're still going to see about that. Hopefully, I would. Hopefully, if he if he is definitely going to stay, if they are going to appeal for him to stay, he needs to be getting minutes. I mean, starting minutes. Starting minutes? Because, let's be honest, I mean, you can't say, okay, Diego Linus, I need you to stay only for him to ride the bench and not see any minutes. Well, um, well, I mean, dude, I mean, okay, let's be honest. I mean, I can only see him starting if, if it's going to be a 4-2-3-1. I mean, if we're going to ride a 4-4-2, I mean, I don't really see him starting over Ibarra Gwyn or Renato Ibarra. Me neither, but but I think that we switched to a 4 um, a, a four two three one come the second half. And I think if Diego Linus comes in, gets up, starts showcasing what he, we all know he can do, and mm-hmm. then, and then I think Pio Herrera for the next match goes four two three one. I mean, I, I see that, but I mean, at the, at the point when it comes to the first game, I don't see I don't really see Linus starting. I mean, I no, see no, that. I don't I don't see him either. I'm, I'm just saying he he's gonna be great to have on 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 the bench for that game, and I think he goes and he showcases because he he he's that type of player. I think afterwards. Uh, he just gets that starting position because really, I I really don't see Oriol Peralta staying in this starting eleven. So our captain, I mean, I mean, I'm, not, I'm I mean, I get it, I get it. Why? But I mean, like, he's our captain too, as well. No, I I get that. I get that he's our captain, and trust me, no one has much more respect for Oriol Peralta than I do. But you need to know when it's your time to step aside. And I think it, this is the time for Oriol Peralta. He's going to be great coming off the bench. He's going to be great starting every other game. He's going to be great for us this season. I know he is because he's not going to be as fatigued. He's not going to be as tired. I just don't see him starting. 
we giving the armband to Bargy Light now? I mean, I'd be crazy enough to give it to Diego Linus, but a lot of people would hate <laughs> me for saying that. But uh, yeah, probably Paulo Aguilar, which we have both said is not a good captain. I think we both know that. I, I think we both don't like him as a captain. You know? But, um, I mean, we still got a, we, we got a lot, a lot to, 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 this, to kind of break down uh, about this uh, opening matchup. It looks like, Dylan, are you still there? It looks like you had a little bit of technical difficulties. Yeah, I'm here now. Okay, good. Like I said, it's 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 never a show uh, without um, without these technical difficulties. Um, so we talked about the injuries. We talked about these players that are potentially going to miss. Um, let's talk a little bit about a breakthrough player for this season because we always have it. I think last season was uh, Mateo Uribe mm-hmm. and Guido Rodriguez. Um, this season, who do you got under uh, under breakthrough player? I mean, I feel like he's already broken through, but I feel like this is going to be a stepping stone for Edson Alvarez. You know, obviously, you know, you don't really see him feature a lot in the Clausura, you know, and then you, you go out, he goes out, you know, he does some good things with the national team, and he come. I feel like I feel like he's going to get some more minutes, you know, at either at the center back position or playing alongside Guido Rodriguez too as well. So Edson for you? Yeah, yeah, I'm, I think so. I mean, I, I mean, to me, I mean. It doesn't really seem like uh, the breakout player because, you know, we, we already seen him break through the first team. You know, you've seen what he can do, which, you know, just for him not to feature a lot in the Clausura, you know, I, I feel like this is going to be big for him in the Aventura too as well because, you know, uh, it's, it's probably a future conversation. But I, for me, I, I think this might be well, since last uh, last season with America and America jersey in the Aventura. If not, then I, I see him leaving in a year possibly. Okay. Okay, we'll talk about Edson right now. I want to get back to him because um, I think there's an important discussion to have about him. Um, but I think I'm going with Christian's uh, with with what Christian's saying. I think either Diego Linus or Ibarguen is going to be kind of our breakthrough player of the season. Yeah, I, I see that too. I really do. Uh, Ibarguen, obviously, you know, uh, it seemed like he was having a little trouble fitting in. But, you know, as the season grew, as the season grew, you know, you see him start to get into this 11 as well. Um Diego Linus, too, you know, obviously playing some key parts in the Clausura too, as well. You know, not seeing a lot either from him as much. You know, I, I feel like I feel like those are good options, too, as well. I feel like they're going to play, make an impact, especially with the injuries that we have. Yeah, yeah, I think so. Um, let's, now let's, let's let's jump back to that Edson topic because I find it crazy, and I, and I really do. I find it ridiculously crazy that some of us are willing to say that Edson Alvarez isn't even a starter in this team after the World Cup he had. I don't see how Edson, Edson doesn't start come Sunday against Nakaksa. After the performance he put in the World Cup and after he showcased what he's capable of, I don't see Emanuel Aguilera starting over him. I can, I, I can agree to that. I really can. I, I, I really don't see how Emanuel Aguilera is going to start either. I think Edson Alvarez has deserved that spot, and Piojo Herrera needs to see that because, one, it's a waste of a talent because he is absolutely amazing. Uh, you just see the way that he played in, in this World Cup. And, two, you can't be telling me that Emanuel Aguilera is in better form when Emanuel Aguilera has been making careless mistakes at the back that's costing us games sometimes. And please, Piojo, please don't put him at right back unless first. Uh, just please don't. No, there's no need. Don't, we already have There's him. no need. There's no, need. <laughs> there's no need. I mean, I, I mean, I, I know we have Sanchez, but still, I don't know for some odd reason. I feel like we're gonna see just Edson just thrown in there just because. No, I don't think so. I think we'll be fine. But I think me and you can agree. He needs to start. 
He needs to start. After the performance he put out in the World Cup, he needs to start. Christian saying, to be on, I would take uh, Bruno, to be honest, and leave Aguilera in. I mean, look, either way, as long as, long as Edson starts, I'm just putting that there. Yeah, yeah. I, 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 I feel a lot more safer too. once Edson starts. Yeah. I think he's maturing, and and as crazy as that sounds, with uh, with with one um, with with one full season, what is two full seasons now under mm-hmm. his belt? It's uh, it's, it's ridiculous. But you know what? Um, let, let's just put Marchesina center back and Edson at goalkeeper. Let's do that. Wait, what? <laughs> I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. <laughs> I was about to say. I was like, wait, 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 wait. <laughs> um, oh man. So obviously, uh, I think we're, we 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 know that we want this uh, this this squad to feature Edson as much as mm-hmm. possible, um, and I guess we can leave it at breakthrough player either about Win or uh, or Linus. Yeah, yeah, I think so. Or maybe Roger Martinez. We should probably say Roger Martinez too. He'd be actually the best player to have a breakthrough season <laughs> because I mean he'd be scoring goals for us. Yes, that, that's a good point too as well. You know, I, I like to see Roger Martinez break through. So now comes the part of the show where we love the most, prediction time. All right, we ready for this? It's always sure. a fun. It's always fun to, to try to look into the future because we both know we suck at it. All right, so give me your prediction at the end of, what is it, 17 games? Yes, 17 games. At the end of 17 games, where is our beloved Club America in the table? I want to I want to say top 3, man. Top 3 no less. No less. Okay, you're going top 3. I'm going one above you. I'm going top 2. Top I was going to I was going to say top 2, but I said no, I'll go top 3. You're playing a little bit safe. I'm playing a little bit more on, on the wild side. I'm, I'm a little bit more courageous in that sense. So we will have a bet. Come the 17th game, wherever America ends, whether it's top three or top two, we'll discuss the the the, the bet and everything, and we'll let pe- everyone know by the beginning of the next episode. But winner of that will have – loser of that will have to do uh, – a I don't know something on the pod. <laughs> oh we'll think of something. We'll think of okay. something. But um, I think I think uh, you know bet aside and everything. I think ultimately a top three finish would be ideal. Yeah, yeah, it really, it really is. I mean, I mean, even, even, I mean, like like you said too. We talked about you know uh, we got Copa Mekis, we got. The, the the league to worry about too, but really you know, uh, I think that's something we'll we'll talk about too. If we really had to choose, you know, I'll take the league title over the Copa Mekis to be honest. I think that's everyone. <laughs> yeah, no, I already told you too. the Copa Mekis doesn't mean anything at this point. Yeah, it really doesn't. Um, but I think ultimately it's 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 pretty simple, right? The objective for the team this season is the title. Mm-hmm. Anything below that is going to be considered a failure. Exactly. A big Yeah, as always, because why? Because it's 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 the badge, it's the crest, it's what you carry, it's it's it symbolizes a lot more than than, than just the team and, and everything that's going on. So um it's 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 gonna be crazy. So uh we're putting it out there America needs to win the title or else it will be a failure of a season. So 
Anything else you want to add on, Dylan, about this apertura? Because it's going to be a wild ride. Um, no, I mean, we'll, we'll just we'll just see how this team copes with this adversity right now, especially at the beginning of the season with the loss of Cecilio Dominguez missing the uh, beginning of the season, even though he will come back. But still, you know, the, this team's going to have to battle adversity for a little bit. And, well, I mean, really the whole season because we're out we're without Menes too, and that's something that I want to see this team, how they deal with this adversity and how feel whole. Uh, manages that too as well. Um, I think one thing too that we touched on a, a, a bunch, you know, a lot of games too, is that, you know, the subs, you know, I really didn't like how um, the subs were handled, especially sometimes so late in the game. Uh, uh, the finishing too, I mean, the finishing's got to be there. That's something I think we talked about about almost every game and they got to the point to where we're like, you just told me, what, what, what do we have to do to get this win besides finishing? Uh, to me, whenever yeah. we talk yeah. about the next game, it's, and so you know, you don't have to talk about that. <laughs> yeah, and so you know, those are just those are just some things right there that you know to keep to keep in mind too as well. You know, um, if we're looking back at at the Clausura, um, as well going into the Apuntura. Yeah, most definitely, and we'll talk a little bit way more in detail about that come next week when, when we're previewing against Nacaxa because we'll have a better understanding after playing that lesson and uh, and seeing what the team's gonna be looking like against Manchester United. Yes, yes, definitely. All right, well, still plenty and plenty to talk about, and we'll have so much to discuss throughout the full season. So make sure you guys do stick around with us and stay on this amazing roller coaster that is Las Aguilas del America and this Apertura 2018. And with that, I think our uh, our season preview is uh, is coming to an end. Yeah, I think so. Um, shout out to everybody that showed up. Definitely. Well, we're not done with the podcast yet. Don't be trying to close it out here. You know, (laughs) we still have a couple of things and we do want to give our voice to you, the people who are following us, who are either listening to us live on YouTube, who are listening to us via SoundCloud or iTunes. We thank you. And as always, we do suggest that you do follow us on those platforms, because if you miss a live show for whatever reason, you guys can always, always find us on those platforms. Always keep us in your pocket have us ready for on the go so now dylan we have a pretty big announcement to be made because we're going to be uh well not we because unfortunately you're not there with me but one of us one of us being me uh (laughs) we'll be going down to fresno tomorrow and uh we'll be there for the game against america versus atlas uh we'll be i'll be going down there uh we'll we'll be getting there to, to see the fan fest and um, and hopefully that uh, we can uh, I, I can meet a whole bunch of you guys. Uh, I'm going to be down there at the Fan Fest trying to take as much uh, pictures, taking as much video. I'm uh, going to try to get as much interviews as I can with you, the fans. So if you guys do live in the Fresno area, if you guys are going to be there, I know it's going to be hotter than uh, I don't even think I can use that word in the family related uh, podcast, but. Uh, it's going to be extremely hot, so make sure you do come very hydrated. But if you guys do get there in time, uh, make sure you guys do come by, say hi. I'm going uh, to take a couple of pictures with you guys, and definitely I'm going to try to get to interview you guys because I want to hear from your guys' perspective what you guys want out of this team for the Apertura. So I know that we got a couple of people in the chat. Shout out to Alex. Shout out to Steph, who are going to be at the game as well. And everyone, everyone. Hopefully everyone that's out there, um, you know, is uh, is 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 going to be going down there, and I can meet you all, and we can all talk and have a great time. And hell, afterwards, maybe we can all go f- and and get and get a drink somewhere. You know, that'd be that'd be pretty cool. 
I don't even know how, what to say. It just feels like plans made it without me. <laughs> I mean, don't blame me. It was the podcast who wanted to send me. They were like, all right, we gave Dylan the, the vacation to Tahiti and to the Galapagos. Let's give you somewhere to go, even though it's going to be hot and it's going to be actual work. <laughs> so don't be complaining because you got the better end of the deal here. <laughs> I okay? can't help it. That man- management loves me more. Yeah, that's true. I, I can't even argue with that. <laughs> uh, but shout out to everyone who actually uh, has come out here and um, and 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 supported us. Uh, everyone that's followed us on Twitter, we're so close to that 300 mark. Uh, make sure you guys do follow us at the Eagle iPod. It's in the description of the podcast notes today as well. Um, because once we reach to 300, Dylan, we're giving away something pretty special, aren't we? We are very special. We are management still won't let us talk about it because we are not there yet. But the moment that we do get close, we will be letting you guys know exactly what that giveaway is going to be. So make sure you guys do follow us. Make sure you guys tell your friends. Make sure you guys tell your your parents, your abuelita, your abuelito, uh, your neighbor, the milkman. I don't care who you tell, but make sure that they go and give uh, a follow to the Eagle Eye podcast page and help us grow. Because at the end of the day. We do this for you guys, and the more that we can grow and the more that we can expand, the better it is for all of us, really. At the end of the day, we really want to grow this community and showcase why it is that America is the best team in the world because we have the best fans in the world as well. So anything you want to add on to that, Dylan? We are worldwide. I mean, none of this is possible without y'all, guys. So we really do appreciate all the support, uh, all the interactions, with whether you're here um, on the live show or you're interacting with us on Twitter. So, I mean, just all the support and None of this is possible without y'all guys too as well. No, really, he and and we mean that from the bottom of our heart because I think tomorrow, uh, tomorrow isn't even possible without you guys. Really, for the fact that uh, the fact that I'm gonna be able to go go down to Fresno, be able to meet uh, all all of you guys, and be able to go have a media pass and be able to go kind of experience that, that really goes down to all of you guys. So thank you so much. I know it looks like we may not be big numbers, but I know I know that we can reach them. And ultimately, you guys are the core to this community. You guys are the core to this show. So thank you so so much as well uh we're we're growing steadily we're we haven't even been doing this for a year and i think me and dylan are 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 extremely fortunate to have the support that we have today yes definitely definitely blessed to have all this support so thank you guys so much we have such an amazing amazing year ahead of us i think me and dylan have so many great plans for the podcast so many great ideas for the channel as well and uh hopefully you guys are ready to enjoy that roller coaster of a ride i do want before we end the podcast i do want to say this football forever wrote loser takes a shot of tequila on the pod if you're all age of course and to that i'll say maybe <laughs> that, that's you though you're the only one of age uh well i mean youtube doesn't id that's true that's true that's very true um but uh yeah, huge shout out to all of you. Uh, we're going to try to do our best to incorporate you guys into this season as well and into the upcoming seasons as well. I think the most important thing is uh, not for us to, you know, we w- our goal is to always try to be the voice of you guys and, 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 and to kind of be the voice of what you guys want. But we also want your own voice to be able to come on here and be able to express yourself and kind of, you know, talk about the team just the way that we talk about because – at the end of the day, we're just two guys that probably know nothing about anything, and we're just here rambling on. But you guys enjoy it, and, and we enjoy doing it as well, and we always want to be able to give other people a platform that they can always come on and talk about, you know, 
the one true love of their life, which is always going to be America. Exactly, man. Exactly. I mean, I mean, look at me. Look at you, man. I mean, lifelong fan, and here I am. You know, just very like six years of America fan, seven years. I mean, you know, it's the beauty of the of the game too, as well. It is. It's beautiful. Uh, the fact that we get to do this and and, and interact with so many so many people, it it really really is amazing. So, I think with that said, we're running out of time here. But uh, I think uh, our season preview is uh, is coming to an end. Shout out to Christian being here first in the chat and group chat. That's true. Not just to him, but to everyone that has come on to the new home of the Eagle Eye Podcast. Um, I mean. We're expecting a lot of great things in this new channel. Uh, it was something that we, we really wanted to do at the beginning, and uh, and now we're making it possible. Uh, you know, we're starting off small as always, but we're definitely going to grow. And so make sure you guys do spread the word. Make sure you guys do get um, uh, get, get, get people knowing that, hey, the podcast has moved on to a new channel. We'll do our best to spread the love as well. Dylan, anything else you want to add on? Oh, no, we, we covered everything. We talked about everything. All right. Well, with that said, ladies and gentlemen, it's been the Eagle Eye Podcast episode 28. First one on the new channel and hopefully the first of many, many more to come on here. We got so many great ideas, so many plans. So hopefully you guys do stick around. And with that said, America has a long, long season ahead. But hopefully I'm hopefully being as adamant as possible without being too unrealistic we can go and we can contend with this team that we have. Dylan, thank you as always for coming on to the show and always being the co-host. No problem, man. No problem at all. I love this. I know. I wouldn't trade this for the world either. I will be seeing you guys over there at Fresno tomorrow when you guys do hear this. If you guys do end up hearing this on Wednesday, I will be seeing you guys later on tonight. Uh, it should be fun. So make sure you guys do go. I'm going to try to get as much as of interaction as I can before I have to actually start to check in and go inside with the media. Uh, so I'll be there down there at the Fan Fest. Make sure you guys bring your selfies, uh, your selfie sticks and your cameras. I can't wait to meet all of you guys. And I can't wait to chat and interview as many of you as possible. Dylan. Oh, wait, I said thank you already. Never mind. Uh, <laughs> Sometimes I feel like I need a teleprompter right here just so I can like be reading it off and, and, and not get confused. <laughs> Teleprompters are expensive, though. I know. That's why we're just probably going to hire like a, a seventh grader to just kind of be typing something up right here. And Or you have those little signs, you know, just this poster. Like a poster. And one's a, one of them is upside down. <laughs> And you just start going. <laughs> uh, but again, thank you, every single one of you guys. Make sure you guys do follow us on Twitter at Eagle iPod. And uh, we'll be seeing you guys next week to preview what is going to be the first game of the Apertura in what should be an exciting, exciting season. Until then, ladies and gentlemen, take care. Hasta la próxima. And as always, Arriba la América. <laughs>